Yeah, what's cracking, Raza? Welcome to the Life of Mr. Clever podcast show, episode four. On this episode, I'm taking you back to the day I first hit the studio for the first time. Um, it was late 2000, early 2001. I had already recorded some tapes and burned some CDs from tape cassette to CD with the homies base equipment at my house right there on Wilshire Square on Soka Street and my old, my mom's pad me and my brother Tiny we would always be freestyling over instrumentals you know funk songs all these you know we'll do our samples and shit cause we had bought a karaoke at Radio Shack me and the homies Walked all the way to South Coast that day, mobbing it. And the homie Woodson had money on him. And we walked in there and I told him, hey, this is what I want, man. But, you know, once I get money, I'm going to get it to record from cassette to cassette. Because what we did, play the instrumental and the other tape record with a mic, you know. I'll freestyle on the, on the songs. So we, that's how we started doing the tape, the cassettes, bunch of instrumentals that we had. And that's how we started, you know? Woodson was like, fuck it, I'll give me my money right here. And someone always pitched in, the homie Louie and Slugger. But Woody put most of the money. He was like, fuck it, I believe in you motherfuckers. Because Woody wanted to rap with us too at the time. He was just. He, he didn't really rap. He was more into the gangbanging shit. But he was always down with it, with the cause, you know? But yeah, we, we got the karaoke. And in high school at Saddleback, I met Speedy Loco, Primo, and his big brother. So we did tapes over there too, but most of the time we recorded right there in my room or in the garage. And at the homies, because he had a DJ too, Big Primo. And I walk back and forth, you know, record his house, record my house, go to the other homies' house. And then finally I finished a badass tape that sounded good and shit. With the best sound of all, all the takes we did, all freestyle, me and Tiny, were like on point. Because that's what we did. We didn't write, we didn't know shit about bars and shit. So at the time, the homie Slugger had a computer and he would hit up all the like websites and shit. And I don't know how the fuck he had this fucking account with a San Diego rapper known as Royalty. He had a Chicano rap page or some shit, a blogger, chat room, you know? So he would go in there and promote us and shit. And so I was like, fuck it, let's, 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 let's make a copy of this, the, the best tape. The homie little man would drive me over there at the time, because he already had a Camry, a little, you know, badass ride and shit, and we'll bump it in his car and hear it, because that shit's on the clean as fuck. So he told me, yeah, this is it right here. Both sides was finished, you know, side one, side two. And at the time, I would call it the Jigolo side and the player side, the other side. And it was me, Tiny, Speedy Loco, Primo, 
uh, Striker and Big Primo and a couple other cats that went to my pad. I took them over there. So, you know, it was it was already done. All the songs and shit left, you know, from front to back. So I went to to Slugger. It was me and Slugger that day at his house. So we were like, fuck it, let's, let's burn the final c- copy so you could pass it to someone. That, you know, he told me I met someone, but I'm not sure if he's a producer, a rapper, or what the fuck. But he said he had a studio. So I was like, fuck it, let's go, you know, make this copy. And then we'll burn it on CD. So we started getting high in his room. We went outside. We smoked a pee dog and shit because he liked to smoke pee dogs and shit. And, you know, he burned one side, supposedly. It was on silent the whole time. So he burned the other side. And I don't know how the fuck we got so high that he erased the whole fucking tape. And I was like, what the fuck? When he played it, it was done both sides. He was like, what the fuck? He was tripping like, oh, what the fuck? He didn't realize he fucking erased the whole tape. And I was like, motherfucker. I was fucking angry. And I was about to get down with him. And I was fucking high too at the same time. So I was like, motherfucker, man. I was so angry at him. I was like, shit. He erased the best fucking tape I recorded, motherfucker. And I was just mad like, damn, what the fuck are we going to do now? To redo everything again. All those songs are gone. Cause I didn't have a copy of those fucking songs, and those were the, the ones that sounded the best, you know. Of freestyles, one take on both of the fucking sides, you know. No, no fucking. We didn't have programs and all that bullshit. So I was fucking mad. I left his pad mad. I was all fucking angry and shit. I didn't talk to him for like a week. I, I even cried that night. I was a fucking so angry at him, like. You know, I was like, fuck, I'm going to get this full fucking tax for doing that shit. But then I realized when I, I, you know, I, I, I got home, I was like, fuck, it wasn't his fault. It was our fault, my fault too for not listening, you know? Paying attention to getting high and shit. We're so fucking high. So I started re- recording again. And this time we did it right. So we had a copy. He was, and he, he was, we had to wait to get back at that fool. I don't know who it was. He knew. Because he would talk to him online back and forth. And once I burned that cassette, I kept the the original. And the other one, I, I transferred it to a CD at my house with the fucking equipment, that bass. My neighbor from across the street borrow. So I had the first CD and I made another copy of the CD. And I told, I finally told him, man, it's ready. So I put my name on it. I put Riggsy, Riggsy Loco at the time, because that's what I would, I would rap and tag and shit, Riggsy. Everyone knew me, knew me as Riggs or Riggsy. And my, you know, my street name was Clever on the walls and shit. You know, we didn't have social media on it, a fucking website and some other website. It was like a Khalifa rap, I believe. So he was like, yeah, right. Tomorrow morning, he wants to meet up with us. So I remember that day clearly. He called me at night. He said, be ready, fool. Don't get fucked up. We just want to meet him and shit. So I had the CD. You know, I couldn't sleep that night. I was like, fuck it. And around 8 in the morning, and I was already dressed up and everything. And him, Slugger, Greedy, picked me up. Me, it was me, Tiny, Greedy, and Slugger. We drove all the way to, like, 
Garden Groves Orange right there in that section. And sure enough, we pulled up to that pad. I don't remember how the fuck we found the pad. Because we didn't have, you know, we didn't have Google Maps and that bullshit. But somehow we got there. And we kind of knew where it was because we would go kick it at the riverbed and plaque that riverbed right behind the, you know, the troopers' neighborhood. And we would always go kick it, get high right there, you know, drink, you know, take some bitches like always and plaque up the riverbed. I would do, I'd do my pieces and shit, big old block letters and all that bullshit. So this fool, when I met him, you know, he introduced himself, a joker, a little firme. He said, yeah, your homie told me about you guys. So I gave him the CD in his hand and went inside. I was like, oh, shit. He had a fucking room fixed up with posters and fucking, you know, a studio, a computer with some, you know, it looked, it looked pretty clean, you know? And I was like, fuck, I've never, seen, I've never been in the studio before. It was the first time. So um, he heard it and was like, yeah, I like this shit. Right when you heard cruising on Bristol, you're like, "Father, this is it right here." I never heard some shit like this, cause this was, there was already other rappers and Tana going around with their CD. Bick and Snipes, you know, they they motivated me to fucking record more. There was Grumpy from Dead End. There was Psycho Life, the the group, and there was that fucking Fufum Troopers, fucking faggot. I met him, and I didn't want to even fuck with him because his nephew told me he was gay and shit. At the time, I, I was just like, fuck this shit. I'm not fucking with this, you know? I don't think I can get against... Now, I don't think I can get gay people, but back in the days, I was just like, fuck this. I'm going to burn myself, you know? And he was from a rival neighborhood anyways. At the time, he didn't like us. And I was like, you know, we didn't record that day, but we freestyled over this beat. We called it the freestyle. That was the first song me and Tiny did right there. And he was like, damn, you fools could freestyle. We can't even freestyle. Because he already knew Hype and Stalker. And I didn't know who, what Stalker was. Cause Stalker used to go to uh, junior high with me. Later on, I seen him. I was oh, shit. Trip out. And that same night, I don't know how this, this uh, fool... Put on the website and everyone was um, putting um, good fucking feedback on it in comments, you know. It was a little cover with like a escalator. It was a, it wasn't even our shit. It was a fake cover. He just he knew how to do graphics too. So he he called me, he called us back like a few days later. He was hey, wanna do the remake to the cruising on Bristol? That fucking hook, you know. Your brother Tiny got down on that shit. So we're like, fuck it, whatever, homie. And that motherfucker had more beats, jack beats and shit. And he knew how to loop and everything. We didn't know nothing about the fucking program. We're like, fuck, man, this shit sounds clean as fuck. And, I, and he burned me the songs that we did on freestyles. And he was like, they sound fucking dope with freestyles, you know? Because he already knew other cats and shit that were rap. No, I guess they were writing bars and all that bullshit on paper. We didn't, we didn't do that. So we just freestyle and drop them, but we kept them. And then um, we kept that CD and shit. So it was a com- combination of those songs, the best songs, with the ones we did at the studio. And then he introduced me to Hype, and I was like, Orale, firme. 
and then trusting the stalker and all the oh i know this motherfucker from junior high you know we didn't really get out we didn't really click back then and then i took striker over there and i took primo over there and then we started recording this shit and it was just us at the time so we were going there drop our shit and we ended up like when he when i told him where we're from he goes oh shit i seen you guys placasos in the riverbed united by crime right those cartels i was yeah that's us he goes oh shit he was like tripping out like i always walk by there and i see you guys just plaques like all over the place so he kind of already knew who we were in the streets but he didn't know we were the ones that rapped on that fucking CD till we told him, you know? So we finished like 10 songs and shit, plus the ones I had on that first CD, but it sounded better from, you know, the studio and shit. And Slugger and Little Man would take us, we greedy, you know, back and forth and shit, drop us off, whatever. And they didn't rap, so they were, they were just there, kick it, post up with us. We'll drink, you know, smoke before we get there or smoke on the side. Go in the studio, and we'll pick beats, he'll loop them, we'll jack beats, you know? That's right, if you guys noticed from that first Westside Cartel, the original one. Um, it's all, you know, jack beats and shit. 211 and Proctor's, Steel Jack and whatever. And he was like, we had burned the songs and everything. And he was like, hey, what do you think of this name? Westside Cartel. Cause he, he was starting Westside Records and we were cartels. So he was like, that was, that was some fucking sick. And I was like, fuck it. And Teddy was like, fuck it. Some of my homeboys didn't agree with it. They were like, what the fuck? That's so, nah, fuck it, it's just music, you know? But some of my homies were like, nah. You know, they're gonna think we're a, a rap group, this and that. And, you know, you know they got confused, you know, this with that. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, fuck it, I don't give a fuck, you know? Those cartels that stays in the streets, where the cartels just the rap group, you know? But it, it followed us everywhere anyways. So we burned that bat, that first CD and shit, and it came out around September, the time. That's when we lost Slugger, September 16th. And so he was, you know, Joker was upset too, and a couple of the, the rappers that were with us, they, knew, they all knew him and shit. So we're like, fuck it, let's do a song for him, a tribute, you know? So he did the graphics, did the photo shoots. He had fonts and everything, he had the programs and shit. So we went to the pressing plant with Hype and his minivan. And then uh, like a week passed by and we went to pick it up. It was, we finished the album around November, late October. And I remember because my daughter was born in November. And the day she was born, like two days later, we got the first batch of the, I believe it was a thousand or two thousand CDs. So we're all happy. We rolled over there in a fucking Ford uh, minivan. Me, Hype, Joker, and Tiny. And we fucking picked up the CDs, and I, I was fucking like happy and shit, like fuck. It's like a dream come true, you know? Cause I never seen my my fucking shit on a CD, but like that, pressed up, wrapped up. So I was like, fuck yeah. This was came out with the Fede, you know? We were gonna slang them and shit. So everything was going good at the time. And by that time I already lived in my neighborhood with my wife. 
you know, me and my daughter and the, her family and shit. But I would go to my mom's pad and, you know, and they'll go over there too. We'll go partying, we'll kick it on my mom's or on my, on my, my lady's pad. I'll take, them, I'll take them to the hood, you know, bump our shit everywhere, pass out flyers and I shit got around like crazy everywhere. So motherfucking the stupid started, you know, starting hitting up, hitting up him because he knew another vato that you know, buy CDs and shit. So those motherfuckers, they were flying and shit, they were selling like crazy. So we, they ended up pressing like another 2,000. And actually, you know, I was all over the swamis and shit. And by that time, my brother and my parents and my carnalitos, my mom wanted to move out of the city because it was hot. They were still going to look for me at the old path. But, and the amigas, you know, and my brother telling me, was like, damn, if I got a dodgy switch, you're not here all, all day and shit, so... You know, the homies that were there left, left right there in the street, they were outnumbered now. Cause we weren't really deep, like we were supposed to be. And we still go over there and recruit, you know, I'll, you know, jump homies in in my backyard, my old backyard and shit, or at the park. And fucking, I was still, you know, go around slang CDs and, you know, go to the pad and do my G thing, you know? But I was slanging CDs like crazy and my brother at school and shit. So they ended up selling the canton and shit. And that's when everything got fucked up because everyone moved out. And I was left behind for like a few months. And I was like, you know what? I gotta get the fuck out of here for a while, lay low, you know? She's getting crazy. And yeah, man, moved out of the county, went to fucking another county. And I didn't last more than two years because I moved back. And it was still hot. But, you know, by then, we were already split up and shit. We parted our own ways and shit. They were tripping on us because over some feria and some eagles and the name and all this bullshit. So me and my brother were like, fuck them. You know, they started dissing us. So we dissed them back. We pressed our shit. They released our fucking demo. And that's why I got fucking heated. I was like, fuck these fools, you know? They kept some of our songs and shit. So I was like, I was fucking, I had a mouse city, like, fuck, this was on site. And sure enough, I would go to the hood, go to Bristol. I ran into him. Me and Hype got down. I ran to Joker at a party, and he didn't want them, because I was fucking deep with the homies. We were, like, 30 deep and shit. And I was like, fuck, you know what? Just let him, let him give him a pass, because the homies were ready to fucking do their thing and shit. But yeah, I went back and forth, the dissing and shit. But I was still pressing my own solo shit with Tiny and, you know, we kissed Mashing and, you know, left it off as that, you know. We, we fucking kept going. They kind of disappeared for a while, all of them. They tried to, like, come back and they couldn't. We were the ones coming back. So they kind of blackballed me for, like, a couple of years and shit because they... I don't know which one, but it was, they were just going around burning me and shit. But I wasn't tripping because I was still doing my shit. Every hood, every county, every store. You know, putting my shit out there by myself. I didn't even, I didn't even depend on the distributors. Or fucking, you know, the wholesales. You know, I'll do it myself and shit. Go to my own fucking present plan, present myself and shit. And by then, my little carnalito, Chito, got involved in it too. So he, 
you know, him and Tiny started fucking with the beats. We got our own our own equipment, our own studio. And then we took off from there. And yeah, that was it. It's history. And there's more to it, but I'll leave it for another episode. But that's how basically everything started when Slugger took me to the lab. You know. So make sure you check out the next episode. I'll leave it as that. You know. See you in the next one. Make sure you subscribe, follow, and listen. Ratos. <laughs>